0: music mm-hmm. fans and rule of the galaxy fans it is joe back for another episode of the rule of the galaxy podcast believe it or not this is episode 219 no 220 sorry i missed one 220 and we've got a special guest today um if you if you watch on youtube you'll see that he just donned a certain cap and uh it's because we're going to do a lot of talking about indiana jones and the series, and the movie, and everything else—it's our good friend, the voice of South South Georgia Radio, Mister Scott Rifen. Hello, How sir. I'm wonderful. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm doing great. That's a dandy hat you got there. Well, I've
1: got two. I'm trying to. You know, is it is it A or B? There's that.
0: Um,
1: there's that, and then there's. I'm feeling uh, you in B right there. I yeah, think I'm. B I'm, is that. I'm kind of. You know, A is the sentimental choice. <laughs> You know everything has a story, sure.
0: And A has a story, but then again, B also has a story. I so. I'm more than happy to hear the stories because we are going to talk about a Mr. Indiana Jones, um, Mr. Harrison Ford, The Raiders of the Lost Ark, all of those movies. So whichever one flicks your bit and you want to talk about first, we can go with.
1: Well, okay, so A you're you're looking at the people who are just doing the audio feed which I in all honesty I you generally consume Rule the Galaxy on the uh, podcast feed the audio feed
0: as do I uh, believe it or not and I'm the one oh, doing it <laughs> yeah that's kind of weird kind
1: of weird uh okay so a is the if you look at the label can you can you make yep. the label out
0: i can i can see Indiana Jones right there with Harrison Ford's face right there yep. in it
1: yeah, and he's and if you if you can you can't probably make it out because it's been sweated on, but he's got the sword hefted over his shoulder. It's okay. basically with a little promo shot. Uh, that is the uh, the 1984 Indiana Jones hat. And when they first came out, they were twenty dollars huh. in 1984. And I could not. I mean, twenty dollars. What are you crazy? I can't afford twenty dollars. But when they came out, I was so. I just, I wanted that hat. I couldn't believe they were actually making a thing that was like Indiana Jones War available in stores. And every so often I'd go in the little men's stores and I'd see them in the stores and i just go, oh man, that's so cool. One day I would love to have a hat like that. And then uh, four years later, I graduated high school. And when you graduate high school, you get a little, people give you a little money. A little cash. Yeah. A little cash. And so suddenly I found myself flushed, but I was that was not even on <laughs> my mind. And then somebody came up to me and said, hey, you know, they got those Indiana Jones hats down at, uh, I think it's Harold's menswear. And I went, no, those, the ones from four years ago. And they're like, yeah, like, oh, oh, well, let me go down there and check it out. And sure enough, they had a black one and a brown still there four years later. Cause you know, that's like retail now. Oh, it's all the chain stuff. Mm-hmm. Bring everything in. If it doesn't sell in 78 seconds, It's marked down and you blow it out. Right. Back in the days when you had locally owned stores, people would just keep the stock. They'd order the stock and it would just sit there forever. And they were, by God, I'm not marking this down because I paid good money for it and I'm going to make some money off of it. Yep. And so it was always there. So I went down and for, and I had my $20 and I got my hat and I wore it the rest of the summer of 88. And we went to college in the fall of 88 and I started wearing it everywhere in college. Um, in fact it was it was weird because it was like it's felt, it's a felt hat, right? Mm-hmm. It was hard as a rock when I got it. and I don't know if that's how they go to the stores originally or if that's just like because it sat there for four years. Huh. it was hard as it and I kept going one day this thing will actually be supple and and now it's just you see how soft and <laughs> bushy it is now. um but I made it I made it a habit to wear that thing all the time. and you know for the year leading up to last Crusade, really, I wore okay. that thing all the time. Wore it, wore it, and wore it. And, you know, as a freshman in college, I'm sure I really stood out as a guy who looked like he knew what he was doing uh, walking around campus with my fedora on.
0: Did they think you were a professor, maybe? I mean, with that Yeah, no,
1: because I had, you know, I was always wearing like shorts and (laughs) some t-shirt and stuff, you know, my SCTV t-shirt or something. So uh, that is the sentimental choice. This came into my sphere, uh, I want to say
0: maybe oh nine okay
1: also a licensed indiana jones hat as you can see
0: nice different tag um, yes
1: different tag it's newer uh and th- i think this was oh nine and this was on facebook the official indiana jones account did a little contest and you drop a quote in the thing and they'll pick a winner and all right i dropped a quote in there and they send me a note you're a winner and like this can't be legit because but it was the the uh, indiana jones account on facebook and uh they sent me a package that was unbelievable. It was all four movies on Blu-ray because oh. they, they had, you know, this was just a new thing. Mm-hmm. All four movies on Blu-ray uh, that it, the adventurers guide, that little book they did back around that time. Uh, a Raiders poster signed by Dennis
0: Muren and Ben Burt,
1: <laughs> and
0: fedora. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Just for dropping a line on their Facebook page.
1: Yeah, and that's all I did, and I got this stuff. You know, who whoever wins stuff like that, but I actually that was a thing I won. I was really excited about it.
0: You know, uh, the only thing I've really won like that that I can think of mm-hmm. is through a, our good friend Mr. Riley Blanton. Uh, when he was getting ready to shut down the Star Wars report, he said, I have so much stuff sitting here, and I'm going to have to move, and I'm going to have to yeah. – and he goes, somebody – he goes, I'm going to take random people who send me over – I don't even remember what it was – and at that time I had not met or talked it was, to it, Riley. I was just a yeah. follower listener and, um, yeah, picked it out. Boom. I got a box with books, posters, pins. And I thought, Holy yeah. cow. I got um, really
1: mad at Riley. I forgot about that. Cause like, cause like I found out later he was giving out books and I'm like, dude, me books. I mean, I've hello. Got,
0: <laughs> I've got them on my I, shelf right now. Yeah, I was
1: like, you're giving away books. Why was I not on your list for that? Um, but you know, I'll forgive him for this. He's supposed to come here and stay with me
0: sometime in the next couple of weeks. I think maybe. Yeah, I had heard that. Uh, well, we were speaking with Stephen Kent. He said mm-hmm. Riley was doing some work with with Stephen. Yeah, uh, I believe, and uh, I think they were gonna. He was gonna be coming back right for some things. So. Yeah, yeah, he's
1: he's back in America now and uh, uh, doing his thing. Because you know, he was in is in uh, Korea, or as uh, one of my callers says, Korea. And uh he's he he hit me up, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. I was like, would you think I could come by and stay for a couple of days during this time period? And I was like, Yes, of course you could. And then I haven't really heard anything from him since then. So
0: you if, if you had your room set up in the Star Wars nineteen eighty, whatever version you wanted to set up, you could yes. have him stay in that. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> I have a I mean, we have a guest room. The room I want to do in that late I'm glad you remember yep. that. The late 70s Star Wars bedroomy thing is Garrison's room. But I have, but he has to move out first.
0: Tell tell you him know. to give me a call because I've now have all three of mine out. All three of okay. mine are out of the house. Mm-hmm. Heck, two of them went graduated college. They're off married with kids, all that stuff. The the third one, she is taking her own route, doing her own thing. But she's in an apartment, off on her own, working. And you know what? I think I think he'll come back and say, you know what, Dad, Good I kind of like this being on my own. Good yeah. job.
1: Yeah, we've got him. We've yeah. got him. He's still living upstairs. He just got his degree in December. He, But this kid is charmed. This kid is the most... I've <laughs> never seen... It's just... It, things always go exactly his way. So I'm just sitting back waiting for it to happen for him. Okay. He, I remember when we were a little kid. We were at Books A Million one day. And he came up to me. He's like, hey, Dad, I'd like to get this book. And I was like, no. And you know why? Why? Because you're a dollar short. Yeah and i told you not to waste your money earlier and now you wasted it and now you're going to regret having wasted that money and that's this is a lesson for you to learn you need sure. to save that money back and we'll come back when you get the money again and we'll you can buy that so he said okay so he stands in the bookstore and he goes he just says out loud if only i had one more dollar i could buy this book and some lady shows up out of nowhere and goes here son here's the dollar
0: So he's learning, he's learning how to use the system way back then.
1: It's always (laughs) been his way is that he just like people do things for him. So he started, he got out of, he got out of uh, college. He got his degree and, uh, he wants to go into broadcasting, but I just, there's nothing here. There's nothing. The the business is not in a great, great, great place right now. Um, you know, some of us do right now, there's no, there's no opportunities right now. And, uh, you know, I I would love to have him in, involved in something, but he's not. So he went and got a job at the bank. And he's been working at the bank for four months, and they are now creating a management training program for him to enter into in October, and he'll be a full time, highly salaried member <laughs> of the bank. So. <laughs> right. Well,
0: you know, it's it's like my son, and I and I hear exactly what your son is saying and what you're facing because my son said. Well, everyone tells me in the radio slash TV slash movie industry, you have to put in your time. You have mm-hmm. to you have to go be the grunt. And you know, and and let's face it, in the real world, for the most part, for most people, that's how it really is. Um mm-hmm. but at the same time, these kids now have this opportunity. Listen to me, these kids are oh, in my day. These kids these days. Um, they have the opportunity that guys like you and I didn't have where they can flip a few switches and they can be broadcasting to people around the world from wherever they are doing whatever they want to do. And um, it's absolutely crazy to think about that that that's the way the world. Now, my son goes and makes a nice living because he said, I'm going to do my own thing because the radio stations in Indianapolis said, well, you can punch the board for 10 years and then we'll see Mm -hmm. if we'll let you do something.
1: I I did I did my job for 18 years before I got to do the job I really wanted to do. Uh, And I got, I mean, you know, and I got, and I, and I made money and I bought a house and, you know, all that, or bought a couple of houses, but (laughs) uh, you know, it it wasn't it. And, I you know, and I got into management and I did all that stuff and, you know, I mean, I had good gigs. I wasn't sitting there, you know, starving, (laughs) but at the same time, it wasn't what I really got into the business to do, which I only got to do after literally 18 years of working and working and working. And so for the last 11 years, I've been doing exactly what I wanted to do and pretty much the way I wanted to do it. Um, But it took 18 years to get there.
0: Unfortunately, there's the American dream of it falls into your lap and you become either rich or famous very quickly. Or (laughs) there's the American real dream where you put in the hard work, put in the effort. You say, this is my goal where I want to get to. Yeah, and Sometimes it takes some time. The biggest thing, yeah. yeah.
1: The biggest. I wanted to do the talk show. Uh, I I would put myself in a position to be able to take over the talk show that I wanted to do. Uh, And the funniest thing was, my boss at the time sat me down and he started giving me all these ideas and Why don't you do this? And why don't you do that? And and like you to do this. And I just stopped him. I said, Hey, hang on a second. Let me do what I want to do. Let me do it the way (laughs) I think I should do it. And if the ratings don't come in right, then I will do what you tell me to do. But give me a chance to do it my way first. And he said, you know what, that's fair. And I did that and the ratings blew up and right. nobody has harassed me really about stuff <laughs> since then, you know, for, for the last 11 years, I've been making them a lot of money and getting them really good ratings and they just sit back and let me do it, which is fantastic. Cause I do some stupid stuff that nobody else would be
0: allowed to do. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. I, yes, I, you know what, at 52, um, I've found some different things for dream jobs at different times, but. Things happen, the world changes, COVID hits, jobs change, all that. You know what? I'm revamping, and I'm looking to say, what's that next thing I want to go after? What's that next mm. golden ring? You know, yeah. and and I don't care how old I'm going to be. I, if I have to chase it, I'm going to chase it. But, you know, um, we've sit here and probably bored people to death that we're talking oh, about our lives. and our. love future. this. They're very <laughs> interested in this. I'm sure. I'm sure. See, I'm my sure next there's...
1: ring was, was spreading the show into syndication type stuff, <laughs> and we, we're doing that now. You know, we've spread yes. into Savannah. Uh, like, just like a fungus, same exact thing, <laughs> just kind of crawling along the surface and making our way slowly through. Um, so, you know, uh, technically on four radio stations, two, four signals, two stations. So, uh, you know, slowly, good. but surely.
0: Good, good. Well, yeah. as we discussed before we hopped on here, there's not a ton of Star Wars to talk about right now. I mean, we could talk about Bye Iger saying stuff about budgets and how much they're going to spend Ooh. and all the cutbacks. Ooh. We can talk about Ahsoka. We could talk about how there's toys being released at San Diego Comic-Con that are ungodly priced, to where it's you like know, this is making my decision easier not to keep collecting <laughs> everything new that comes out.
1: What we um, should be talking about is that new Hallmark ornament.
0: Oh, that's holy course, cow, that's... the
1: carbon freezing ornament?
0: Yeah, yes. Ah. That I saw the best somebody thing post ever. I saw somebody post and say. Okay, we're going to get the ornament of it. Why can't we have that play set to where it sinks him in? I mean, I know there's a play set of that, but yeah. it doesn't do everything that that does, right?
1: No, and the no, I get they did a I guess it was at Best Buy, I remember that. Kenner did one a couple or excuse me, Hasbro did one a couple <laughs> of years ago, but you know, my carbon freezing playset was always that that paperboard one from Sears. Yep. Um but yeah, that that oh, that ornament is just Fantastic. I want that so badly. I sat at dinner last night and I played the video from Hallmark site <laughs> of this thing in action, and I'm just sitting back with my jaw dropped. Every time I see it, my jaw drops, and I and I turned to my wife and I said, "See, that's what I want. That's I." I said, "I need this," and she goes, "No, no. There's a difference in wants and needs." Hmm. She said, "Oh," and I said, "No, I need this." She goes, "No, no, no. Needs are air, food, water," and I went, "And this." <laughs> It's, you're missing the point. Yeah, that's all the same thing you're talking about here. That's all needs. <laughs> but that's, yeah. So it's, it's 65 bucks and you have to have this power cable that goes with it. It's like 15 bucks. So it's just 80 bucks. But, and the funny thing is, like, I have done a total reversal over the years where I used to, as much as I love Star Wars, I think you know I like Star Wars. Mm, a little, yeah, a little bit. I don't bit. know if yeah. you were in, yeah. in, like, you were clued in on that, but, uh, I used to have a thing where like the Christmas tree was Christmas mm-hmm. and I would be like, you know, cause it always just was like, nothing says the birth of Christ, like Anakin about to slaughter younglings. Really? <laughs> when you think about it. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's so Christmas. And then a friend of mine gave me this giant, like the emperor talking to Vader on the executor
0: mm-hmm. ornament. Have
1: you seen this thing? It's huge. And a friend of mine gave that to me and I went, and I was like, oh, thanks. But, I, and in my head, I'm going, this is, why did he do this? This is expensive. It's really nice of him, but it's not, I don't want these things on my tree. Cause it's not, yeah, Christmas. It's not Christmas Christmas. Yeah. and, uh, and I put it on there anyway. And I started thinking about it. I said, you know, when I was a kid, Star Wars stuff was Christmas. Yep. You know, that that's, there's a photo from like 1983 circulating on the web a couple of weeks ago maybe a month or two ago where it was supposedly christmas of 83 and kids just got a pile of star wars stuff all over this awful looking couch and and terrible looking carpet yes uh, and you can't really tell the difference between the couch and the carpet but <laughs> and and i and I, you know, I think about that when i think you know when i was a kid it was get up and see what the star wars toys that i was going to get for christmas were yep and then go to grandma's and hope she got the right star <clears throat> wars toy for me uh, and grandma would come through for me a lot. I remember getting up on Christmas morning of 70, I don't know, 78, 79, whenever the creature cantina, not the creature cantina, but the cantina playset, yep, was out with the four figures. That was the thing I wanted most of all, because the figures were like my thing. And I got up Christmas morning and it was not under that tree. I opened everything. And I was like, there's no, why, you know, there's four figures out there that I don't have. And I can't, <laughs> I'm not going to, I think this playset was like 799, but to us, that was Again, a $20 indie hat. Yeah, And uh, so I went over to grandma's that afternoon, knowing grandma has no clue what Star Wars is. And I opened up my gift from grandma and grandma got me the the cantina playset with the figures. Grandma, grandma came, came through. through. She yeah. always came through. But, uh, you know, so it's, it, I, the more I think about stuff like that, grandma coming through for me. I love my grandma. My grandma one of my favorite people in the world. And she was part of my Star Wars story. Hmm, that's a good title. And I'm uh, write that down. I'm gonna scribble that, and uh, <laughs> you know, so so I started thinking more. I started softening on it. I started saying, you know, when I was a kid, Star Wars and Christmas were hand in hand with each other. Yeah. So I think I think this this works, and so I started putting more Star Wars ornaments on the tree and stuff like that. Whereas I used to just no, not going to happen. Uh, now it's a
0: thing. It is. It is not a topic that I thought we'd be hitting today, but. Um, That's I am good for. no, 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 it's it's okay because <laughs> you know, my wife, um my wife worked at Hallmark for ten plus ah. years. And so uh, she, knowing my love for Star Wars and then also knowing like how much we love um NFL football or Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. she would every year when the the ornaments would do that preview day and when they could get them before they went on sale to everybody else, whatever, she'd make sure she went through and picked and grabbed those ornaments. And so nice. we started slowly but surely getting to the point, it <laughs> sounds silly, to where we pretty much almost needed a second tree. And it was because <laughs> we had so much stuff. And so that is awesome. one, one of the good things about, I mean, we had all the things the kids made growing up, right? And we had all the yep. typical, you know, christmas looking ornaments but then you're right next thing you know exactly next thing you know you've got you've got you know like you said there's anakin over here and here's r2 and 3po and then here's the falcon and then and and so we're we're like oh crap well one good thing that did happen when the kids started moving out was we said which ornaments do you want because you've got a tree now and and you know what it has definitely made it much easier on the two of us but you know, thinking about it, you could easily make an entire, and I've seen people do it before—an entire Star Wars tree, mm-hmm. an entire entire NFL tree, an entire Major League Baseball tree. I don't—I guess Marvel probably is doing as many. I haven't really paid as—oh, Marvel's doing, yeah, they do ornaments like crazy. Did, yeah. Speaking of that, I—I I, you know, I love my Cap, Captain America. I never back in the day she did not buy that for me, um, but I was at a flea market a week or two ago sure enough in the box hallmark ornament captain america from early 2000s and they wanted like five bucks for it so oh wow so i've got that now it's going on the tree this year so. how perfect how yes. perfect i was you so know, excited one of the
1: things we do is uh you know we tend to go to disney a lot and i love going there at christmas time and the trees are just gigantic so one of the things i do in the house I actually kind of drove my wife nuts <laughs> um but she is so tolerant with my whims and the things that i want to do uh I'm, I'm, I've got to be one of the most blessed men on the planet, but our, our tree is a 12 footer. Oh my, we have, a we have an artificial tree and it's a 12 footer. And we had one before. And I remember my wife saying, all right, when we're done with this one, we're going to get a smaller tree. Cause she keeps wanting a smaller tree. And I'm sure. like, no, because the ceiling's up there. <laughs> and so, I mean, why would we have a ceiling that's up there if we didn't fill it with a Christmas tree every Dead Christmas
0: space? Dead space. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we've got one, of like our house is what well, they call it. One and a half stories. Sure. So it's like half of the house is two stories and the other half is just open living room ceiling all the way up to the top. And so, uh, I, I'm just like, if we've got all of that ceiling, why would we not put a tree up in all of that space? So Agreed. we do. And, uh, so we've got a lot of room for that. We still have too many ornaments, but we've got a lot of room for all of the ornaments we have, but we've got a huge, a great, um, now that I'm allowing more things, We've right. got the traditional stuff, like you said, the stuff the kids made. We've got the stuff that, like things my mom made. Um, my This is the weirdest thing I'm going to tell you in the world. My science okay. teacher in sixth grade used to crochet snowflakes. Don't ask. And we have several of those from him that we have on the tree. And uh, and then we've got some Star Wars stuff and we've got some Kiss stuff. So Okay. And some FSU stuff. So it all kind of works it's, out nicely.
0: It is. It's a good mixture. And you know what yeah. that's funny is Just like we see across, you know, decades and centuries, traditions change and they become your traditions. And you know, the way we celebrate Christmas here in in Indiana isn't the same way that people celebrate Christmas in Florida, for example. I mean, Mm -hmm. yes, it's still the same day officially, but you do different things, you eat different things, and you decorate a different way. So I get it completely. My I've got very good friends who live in Australia, and I talk to them all the time. And every year, they they FaceTime me on Christmas. Their Christmas our Christmas Eve and they're out and they're having huge barbecues out in their shorts and their flip-flops huge that's barbecues right. southern hemisphere southern yeah. hemisphere and and to them that's what Christmas is they have a huge barbecue and it and it's like wow that seems so odd for us here but it's just the way of the world it's just the way things are so yeah, yeah, yeah. fun fun stuff.
1: You're gonna to have to call this episode Christmas in July now.
0: <laughs> I'm loving it. Perfect. As a matter of fact, I saw that the other day with my wife, and I was like, oh, look, there's this Christmas show on. And she goes, What? And I go, Christmas, Christmas in July. And she Christmas goes, Christmas oh. in July. Yeah. That's right. So that's the well, way it works. Hallmark Channel loves that for sure. Give oh, yes, the whole do. whole second month of, of those Christmas movies. So darn right. Um, so we both saw how many times have you seen the new Indiana Jones? Twice. Twice,
1: okay. twice. Uh, I I almost did a third this past weekend, but it just I just could not get motivated to leave the house this
0: weekend. So <laughs> understood with your work schedule and how busy you are. Got it. Yeah,
1: I just was I was like done. There was a couple of times where I almost went to win. Uh,
0: I'm supposed to go see it again with my son because we haven't seen it together yet. So we hmm. we will do that probably fairly soon. But I went and saw it with some of the guys who either used to be on the show Rule the Galaxy or guys who live here who listen to the show all the time and and participate with the show so we went and saw it and um i will say this uh, went into it a little hesitant just because i enjoyed the previous movie but i didn't love the previous movie and i felt like i'm nervous that they're going to keep going <clears throat> in a direction i didn't want it to go but you know what i was completely entertained in this movie uh i i enjoyed it i i thought the story was pretty interesting i like the characters in it um i didn't like mac in the last movie i've watched it a few times I, he really he, he takes me off i don't know well he should th- t- he's he supposed should to tick take you off. off i know i mean <clears throat> i like the character because he does take me off so hmm. um but um but this one i felt like had some good characters had good storylines hmm. Uh, I I did it took me in places I didn't think we were going to go you know Mm -hmm. Um, but overall I left the movie and unlike a few other movies that you and I could probably talk about for hours and hours where I walked out and went what the heck did I just watch Um, this one I walked out and I said hey I like this one it was entertaining I could watch this again it feels like part of the part of the overall arc of the the movies and I, I give it a thumbs up so That's the general view of it. What, what were your thoughts coming out of it?
1: Uh, I had two different viewings. I had two different reviews. Okay. Uh, the first night, you know, I'm, I'm, I do stupid things. Let's just get that out of the way. Okay. Um, and one of the things that I'm, I'm always like, I want to be there opening day. That's always been a big thing with me. I want to be there opening day. I want to be there as soon as possible. And, uh, because now Hollywood believes that Friday is Thursday at 3 p.m. <laughs> yes, uh, opening day is basically Thursday at three at 3 p.m. And on Thursdays I host trivia night, and so that starts at seven. So if I go to a three o'clock movie, and nowadays they they do they used to do ten minutes of trailers in front of me. Now they do fifteen oh. minutes of trailers oh, yeah. in front of a movie. And so you go to a three fifteen there, and then the indies movies on like two and a half hours. It's like crazy long, and uh, I just didn't. I didn't see a realistic way to see the three o'clock, uh, the next show after that was like six thirty. that wasn't happening with me doing trivia at mm-hmm. uh, seven. So 10 PM Thursday was my first opportunity to see this film. And it was, uh, following a night where I had maybe gotten three hours of sleep. Cause I had, mm. I had, you get crazy listeners. I'm just telling you, this is between you and me. <laughs>
0: Nobody else. Um, we'll talk. No,
1: because we do. I do talk. I do have a talk <laughs> show. Yeah, and largely we talk about, uh, let's say, the issues of the day. And there are people who get passionate about the issues of the day. One hundred percent. People who are not exactly uh, hinged <laughs> that get really passionate about the issues of the day, and and probably one of my failings is it, one of the things that I believe is a a. You know, I'm a public figure. I try to leave myself as accessible to people as possible. And that means my messenger and my, you know, my Facebook and my Twitter and, um, you know, try to try to make sure people can contact me as easily as they want, even if it is people that do not agree with me. Uh, but I've got a couple that I need to just go ahead and close the door on probably. Yeah. And one of them was, was banging on my messages all night, the night before, to the point that I finally had to mute him and i don't like i said i don't mute people i don't i barely block people and um but i i probably got three hours of sleep i get up at 3 Mm. 30 every morning and i got about three hours of sleep then worked Mm. from 4 a.m until pretty much straight through until nine when i finished trivia and then went to the 10 o'clock movie knowing that i was going to get up at one at 3 30 the next morning get home a little after one and so uh i was not in a good place.
0: Yeah. I can imagine and,
1: uh, for that reason I stayed I, a lot of the time I struggled to stay awake at times. Yeah. And the biggest problems, I came out with a lot of criticisms. I was kind of salty at the end of that screening. And that weekend we went to a Dolby theater. Cause I wanted to see it in a different type of theater, different experience. We saw it mm-hmm. on a, the local premium large format screen, which is called GTX, Georgia theater company, extreme and uh it was nice it was you know it's it's i like the theater and all but i i do love those dolby theaters too sure and so i went saw the dolby theater and i will say coming out of it on the second screening i had all of the same criticisms but they were less harsh because i mean some of the criticisms are just that mangold is not steven spielberg Mm, no i mean yeah when you levy you know the question of are they Steven Spielberg at any director, regardless of their caliber? The answer is no, they are not Steven Spielberg. Sure. So it, it is almost ridiculous to hold against Mengold the fact that he's not Steven Spielberg. Um, but I did do it. Uh, do you want my good or my bad? <laughs> Cause I'll give you my kind of my
0: rundown here. Give, give them both. I don't care. I, I want to hear. Well, I just
1: Well, what order do you want it in? Cause um, I don't want to, I don't want to open let's nice go bad first. Yeah. Let's go okay. bad first. Uh, Bad I, Helena was not as bad as I was afraid she was going to be. Okay, but she was a bit overpowered, as they would say in comic books. She, you know, Superman is overpowered. I think she was a little overpowered. Um, the chase sequence—that's that, become
0: the the tendency of today, though.
1: Yeah, right? yeah. She, oh, yeah. Uh, but not ridiculously so. Yeah, but but she was a little overpowered. Um, The chase sequences were inventive in that they were, in premise, interesting and inventive. But within the chases, they were very pedestrian chases. They were literally, you are going after me, and I am being gone after. And that was it. Um, if If you watch the other Indiana Jones films, and I am going to say up to and including Crystal Skull, uh, there are just little bits of business that make these chase sequences really fun. Little moments that take place that are that are fun or silly or funny that are a wink and a nod to the camera saying, hey, guess what? This is all, this is a serial. This is a fun thing. This is an adventure. Mm-hmm. This is kind of silly. You know, the premise of the movie is silly, so we're going to be silly. And you didn't get a lot of that in this film. You just got straight up Chase scenes, okay. Um, uh, that were well done and well executed and everything, but they, but they weren't what Spielberg would have done. I, I'm really curious to see what he would have done with a script like this because I think there would have been some really neat bits of business that would have made it, um, uh, a, a lot of fun. Uh, I think they missed some opportunities. I didn't like what they did with Sala, where they kind of went. No. I miss the adventure. I miss being able to get up in the morning. I miss being able to see what I'm going to do in the digging and the, and then, and then uh, Andy's like, Yeah, I'm going to go over there. And he goes, like, Well, I will go with you. No, you stay here. Okay. No, come on. You, he just told you. He <laughs> right. just wants to go on an adventure. I you was hoping. Here, you
0: Drive your cab. I, I was hoping he would. You're right. That one right there, I was like, Oh, come on. Take him with you. Even if he yeah. dies in the chase, that's how he wants to go out. Yes. You know?
1: Yeah, he could go just like Wuhan, which I know Wuhan's dead. But, you know, there was always a chance they could have brought him back, except after COVID, nobody wants a character named Wuhan anymore. So <laughs> you can't do that. But um, it's, it's so, I mean, that was a lot of, of my beef with it. And there is a murkiness about the uh, Waller, the bad guy what exactly is his relationship with the cia why is the cia actually trying to help him do this and then of mm-hmm. course they're not trying to help him do everything and uh but he's got it's, there was a little vagueness about exactly who these guys were and what they were doing what their motivations were for doing what they were doing um but those were those were the beefs they felt a lot bigger than they were
0: yeah i mean <laughs> they, it, they felt i think a lot my thursday my, night my tweet the next day after i saw it was not a perfect movie but yeah. enjoyable and entertaining it And is. somebody came back to me and goes well no movies are perfect blah blah and i was like exactly there's very yeah. rarely a perfect movie yeah. i'm just saying it was entertaining i enjoyed yes. it there were little things i would have changed that's all
1: in yeah. the story i i think i i think the humor it there were moments of humor but i think the humor wasn't there to the degree that it would have been had it been a spielberg movie um and I think that's kind of the biggest thing to me. Uh, but on the plus side, we got some really interesting locales. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see an interview with Mango Ray going, well, this is not a film where Indy's going to deal with his age. He's going to deal with age and getting older. <laughs> and, uh, of course, then I turn around and I, I'm rewatching Crystal Skull this week going, this film is about age and getting older. <laughs> I mean, it's what it, we've done this movie already. Thematically, it's been done. Um, but I I loved, I did like the juxtaposition between uh, 69, the space age, because mm-hmm. we really are entering the space age. You grew up in the 70s, and you know that we had Matt Mason astronaut toys, and we had, uh, after 1976, we all had space shuttle toys everywhere. I mean, you, you just went into the stores, oh, yeah. and there were plastic space shuttles everywhere. And, and of course, Star Wars, and Star Trek was a thing in syndication at that point. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it really was... A space age and he is out of place because he is oh. his entire profession, his entire life is about the past.
0: He's now the relic. Yeah. In what in the story. Yeah. Yes.
1: Nobody nobody else is cares about the past at this point. We're all looking at the future. Even the little kids on the subway as he's looking over. Loved it. And um I so I like that premise. Um the I'm trying to skip through the, the things I I, I like the idea of the MacGuffin and what I really like is Mm -hmm. the ending and how you know in four previous Indiana Jones films we're pursuing something when we finally get to it and get a hold of it 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 doesn't do what it's supposed to do and it brings doom and chaos to everybody (laughs) um and it's kind of all been done in the same way essentially I mean that you know the arc you open the arc and it Melts everybody and right. and sucks everybody into it and uh, and then the the Shankara stones they flame out and they basically result in Molaron being killed because they 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 just burn through the bag right um the the Holy Grail once you cross the seal it destroys the cave that you're in uh the crystal skulls all get together and just destroy that entire mountain you know so they just kind of way lace to lay waste to right. everybody this was. In premise, the same thing, but done in a different way. And I appreciated the fact that it wasn't just, hey, let's open this and sit back and watch it go horribly awry. Right. I mean, they were kind of more participants in the process. So it was a variation on the theme. And you could look at it and say it's it's not the same thing, but it really kind of is. Uh, I enjoyed the time travel aspect of I, it. I like the fact that he got to see something that he in his entire life had been about the past. Uh, so I thought that was great. I like the mechanism of of uh, you know going back in time, and uh, and I, and the fact that it, again it did everything that the the MacGuffin is supposed to do up to and including laying waste to the bad guys. Mm-hmm. But but it did it in a very different and fresh way, and I thought that was good. Um, the other the other thing is the last scene is beautiful. Even when I hated oh, the movie yeah. the first time, the first time I saw it, and I just oh, I was angry. I still that last scene just grabbed me. I just, I, I was beside myself about how wonderful that last scene was. It was a great last scene. Ah, and, uh, although, although I will say this, there's a thing. Let me get back to the criticism really quickly. There is a thematic thing that's happening in this film that should have been clearer towards the end before that scene. So that that scene had a bigger emotional wallop. And I know you say bigger emotional wallop. How can that be? But, Remember, throughout the movie, he is telling everybody who will listen, my son died, mm-hmm. my wife could not take it, <clears throat> he couldn't deal with it, and now we're divorcing. Right. right? That's his story throughout. But in that last scene, she comes back, and what does she say? She says, Helena told me you were back. Are you back, Indy? She
0: says that. Now, what does that say to you? It tells me that he's the one who went away, not his wife. He's the one. I mean he's not about her couldn't handle it.
1: Yes. She, yes, it wasn't about her not being able to handle it. She left because he couldn't handle it and he pushed her away. Um, but we're so we're reveling in so many other wonderful little things in that scene that you know that's that's new information to grasp that I don't think we should have to grasp there. And I feel like that should be I I think and I and I've been trying to figure out where do you put that.
0: Yeah, you could have laced it throughout. And
1: I'll tell you yes. yeah I'll tell you where I put it I'll tell you where I put the revelation he's having the conversation with Helena and it gets really deep on the ship mm-hmm. and she he walks away because he's talking you know she says, if you'd go back in time anywhere where would you go and he says, Just oh,
0: Cleopatra, whatever right yeah
1: and, he, and he's like, I would tell my son not to join not to enlist right that's his thing yep. so again it is eating him up and then he walks off and she says, you know you're still wearing your ring and he doesn't respond. And at that point, she can say to herself, "She didn't push you away. You pushed her away." And then we can take that and absorb that and think about that. And then we get the the proof of that when she comes in and says that at the end
0: this I, I love that because that was one of the things that when someone I saw someone write an article about, well, there was grumpy old Luke in last Jedi, and there was grumpy old um Indiana Jones in this movie because let's face it at the very beginning of the movie he's grumpy well after the flashback grumpy old man yelling at people didn't want it to be loud falling asleep on his chair all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but the biggest difference to me was five minutes after being the grumpy old man he was back to being Indiana Jones he was still grumpy Mm -hmm. but he was still being Indiana Jones he wasn't being well the rest of the movie I'm just going to be a grumpy old man he Mm -hmm. was I'm going to go back to, I'm the guy who has to do it. It's like Bruce Willis in Die Hard. I'm the only guy who can do it, right? Why do Why do you keep doing this? Because it always falls on me, and I'm the only one who will do it. And that's what yeah. Indiana Jones is, is in this. It, these yeah. things keep happening, and he has to be the one that keeps figuring out a way to get through all the mess. So, but but yeah, I, I like that. I like what you brought up on that, because yeah, that would have added a little bit of flair to it. Because you're right, when she said, are you back, Indy? I thought right away, it, it reminded me back to the beginning of the movie where he went from being the grumpy old professor sitting in a chair to mm-hmm. putting on the hat and going with her for the adventure, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. I thought, yes, he he is back because he's he's reverted back to being Indiana Jones yes. throughout this movie. So Yes.
1: And why is she coming back? Why is that a, why is him being back a prerequisite for her coming back? Because he's the one that pushed her out. Yep. He's the one who did that. Now, I do think it's funny that you're seeing videos of people complaining that Luke and Indy become grumpy old men because... (laughs) Well, I mean, just because... I mean, I think the argument there is that uh, these guys would not just become grumpy old men, but you are literally seeing guys who got older and grumpier about these things. You're seeing videos being made by guys who did, in fact, turn into grumpy old men. Mm -hmm. (laughs) About the fact that it's not realistic that these guys (laughs) would become grumpy old men. So... Maybe there is something to that. Maybe there, maybe there is some grumpy old manness that that uh, does happen with us as we get older because we're watching guys making videos about <laughs> the fact that it's not realistic for somebody to become a grumpy old man well, when they are manifesting grumpy old manitude
0: themselves. Well, you know, take this is going to be a silly tie in, but take um Adam Sandler in The Wedding Singer and okay. he's talking to the guy, and the guy says, You just want to be the fonts, and he said, You know what. You know why my welcome back, why happy days and welcome back, Cotter got canceled? Vinnie Barberino, Harrison, you know, uh, Henry Winkler, Fonz, because no one wants to see an old man chasing chicks, you know, when they're sixty. They want him to still be Vinnie Barberino and the Fonz, right? Yes. And I think that's probably part of it is people our age look and say, I always want my Superman to be Superman, my mm-hmm. Captain America to be Captain America, Luke to be Luke, you know, Indiana Jones be Indiana Jones. But in reality, if done the way life is, at some point in time, they do have to turn into old men if they haven't yeah. died off already.
1: Yeah. What can you not do now that you used to be able to do? There's a lot. There's a long list <laughs> of things I can a list. do now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that you used to be able to do. Most of it involves my left shoulder, but because um, <laughs> it's toast at this point. But uh, you know, it 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 does happen, and and it's okay to deal with that. It, it, what, what interested? One of the things that made me angry that first viewing was that every time you saw him try to run, he's waddling. I mean, he oh. just doesn't have it in him. To, and and I, my first viewing was, I can't believe they did this uh, and sold us a bill of goods that he was going to be Indiana Jones. But really, that's the guy he is right now. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Um, it, it also, when I went back and rewatched Crystal Skull this week, it, it really hit me hard how physical he, because st- he was mid-60s when he made oh, yeah. that movie. And how physical he still was in that film. I mean, he really wasn't too far off of 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 being the same old guy, just much older looking. Right. Uh, You know, the fight scenes, the running, the jumping, he was still kind of all doing it in Crystal Skull. So it was interesting to get to this point where it, it is very obvious he can't. This, one thing about this movie that did hit me, which is it's the last one. They've all said it's the last one. You know, he went to celebrations. I'm not falling down for you people anymore. <laughs> and, um, you know... That's it's okay. It's kind of I've been watching and you'll get an opportunity by the way right around Thanksgiving. I'm sure you won't take it but I'm just telling you. You'll get an opportunity to see Kiss one last time. They're in the middle of the end of the road tour. They're coming through Indy? They're coming through Indy right I think Thanksgiving weekend. They're going to well, be there. Well, you know what?
0: And if um, I'm not if I'm not at the LSU football game that I'm looking to go to, <laughs> I will I will go see it cuz Alfie will go see it with me. Yeah. It's it's it'll be
1: the last shot December I think first and second, they're in New York City, and that's it. It's over. Oh, man. And I saw the show when it came through Jacksonville a couple of years ago. You know, this tour has been really long because it was was stymied by COVID. And in watching it, I went, okay, I'm really glad I came to this, but I'm also, and I never thought I'd hear myself say this. 20 years ago, when they went on the, 23 years ago, when they went on the first farewell tour, I was going, why are they going on a farewell tour? They can still do it. They can still bring it. Why would they stop doing this? And of course, they didn't stop doing it, which was great. Uh, Crystal Skull, same kind of thing. I went, why doesn't he do more of this? He can still do it. He can still bring it. And now I'm at a point where I see Kiss and I go, <laughs> they they need to stop because they just physically cannot do it anymore. They can't do it anymore, and right. I hate that. And it's not it's not anything other than you know they're wearing forty pounds of gear. Uh. They're you know Gene and Paul are in their seventies. They're wearing forty pounds of gear. Gene's spitting fire. Paul's flying across the stage, you know, flying across the crowd on a on a, you know, on a cable, and uh, his voice is about shot. And and they just they physically can't yeah. do it anymore. Uh, this is the closest they're going to come to being able to do it, and everything's going to be downhill from here. And uh, it's the same thing with watching Dial of Destiny. I'm not after Crystal Skull. I was going, we need to do more of these. Now, uh, after this one, I went okay it's over and it needs to be over yep and i'm okay with this being it i would i would like for spielberg to have done it but i don't want spielberg to go you know what okay i'm ready to do another one because i'm no yeah don't this is it let this be it um he, he got it he got a good send off and we're good
0: well and and mark newbold he and i talked about it like the day after i had seen it and a couple of days after he had seen it for the third time, I think he'd already seen it three times. Mm. Um, he said, you know, we're talking about Indiana Jones five. He said, but in all reality, we should be talking about Indiana Jones 10 and it shouldn't be yeah. five more. It should have been five. that should have happened from 1989 through now. And yeah. he said, he said this, he said had everything on it, everything in front of it that could have been done and it just couldn't come together and and he said you know think if we would have added you know some other ones that they talked about uh other storylines related to different times and eras and things like that he said we could have had one every four or five years and he's probably right we probably could have
1: yeah there there is a thing and uh as you i think know i've been going through my storage unit for the last uh, year yes. or so rearranging it organized and and i rearranged it so that it it fit better And um then I decided to take on a separate project, which is to organize it so that because there was something I wanted to look up and I've got, you know, I I save things.
0: Yes, you do. A, a lot bit. of things. <laughs> and, and
1: and the sad thing is, for me, a lot of it has to do with I will win an argument one day with this. And uh, and <laughs> I know that's just me. That's how I think. Um, I, I have the original USA Today life section where they reviewed Howard the Duck, and I did so because... They gave it a mediocre review, two and a half stars, which technically is equates to pretty good. But I knew everybody would say this is, as things were starting to develop, this is the worst thing ever. This is the stupidest, worst, horrible movie ever. And I said, and, and I said I'm going to hold on to this because the sentiment of the day really is not that it's a horrible movie. It's that it's not a great movie. And I don't want people to remember it as being horrible. And I will argue that and I will have this thing with me. So anyway, I have all this stuff. And um, so the the latest thing has been to divide it into, you know, segments, and I've got that just about done, and then I'm going to start getting it in chronological order so that I'll be able to look up things. Uh, But one of the things I will tell you at the time when he was doing publicity for Last Crusade, Harrison Ford said in a parody of George H.W. Bush's campaign slogan, read my lips, bye-bye Indy. That was the quote. And the, and that was because at the time he was very firm in saying, this is it, I'm done. They rode off into the sunset. That's it. So I think, you know, some of this was getting him to get over whatever scars he had left over from that one and get him going again. And then, of course, they part of the problem also is you have that triumvirate you have to satisfy. George has to be happy with it. Steven yep. has to be happy with it. Harrison Ford has to be happy with it. And sometimes those guys are not anywhere near all the same page. And Lucas is usually probably the outlier, but Lucas is also the genius. I mean, they're all geniuses in their own way. They really are. They really sure. all have a certain genius. But, but Lucas is kind of the idea guy, the big idea guy. And uh, sometimes they don't find, they don't quite see his vision. And uh, I think this one took a, it, Crystal Skull took a long time, took a lot of drafts. Uh, in fact, I was reading the other day, Frank Darabont's draft of Crystal Skull, or actually, I can't remember what it was called at the time. Um, Frank Darabont did a draft that might be a little better than the David Koepp one they used, but, um, you know, they went through a lot. I think Jeffrey Bohm did a, an iteration of it. Um, I can't, I have not been able to lay my hands on a copy of that. I have, for the record, between you and me, because I know it's just you and me talking You and me. Um, I do have some Jeffrey Bohm scripts that, have, that nobody nobody on this planet has but (laughs) i'm not even gonna
0: ask for your connection my gosh
1: Uh, my i i i had a good connection um (laughs) but i know bohm took a crack at this script i would love to have seen that but bohm did last crusade last crusade's brilliant last crusade is wonderful and it's a it's a fantastic movie it's a textbook great script uh when last crusade came out it was the summer right after i uh had taken my first screenwriting class in college I mean, I had just finished it and, you know, got done in April. And then in May, Last Crusade comes out. And of course, I'm hyper aware of screenwriting structure and breaking <laughs> it down into bits and sequences and acts. And, and, um, so that, you know, and I'm just reading this, going, I'm watching this movie going, this is, this is fantastic. A perfect script. And then two months later, Lethal Weapon 2 comes out and it's another great, great, great script. And it's the same guys, both Jeffrey Bohm. Really? yeah so jeffrey bohm kind of became my like my spirit animal of screenwriters
0: i those are two movies right there i mean it didn't even cross my mind those movies right there i could watch either one of them every day when they're on doesn't matter same summer
1: same summer both amazing (laughs) movies and both just tight as a drum screenplays just amazing screenwriting so yeah jeffrey bohm kind of became my guy i started going back and you know oh there's inner space that he did inner space is fantastic oh you know and um uh, uh, the dead zone and all of that. So yeah, Jeffrey Bone became my guy and I, I was a big, big fan of Jeffrey Boehm from that point forward. He did a script. He did a version of Indy four. I've never seen it. I know it exists. Um, I know that if it existed out in public somewhere, I'd have it, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I have a feeling you would. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, a guy did a fake version guy did a, I don't know if you remember that or not. Years ago, the guy did a fake version trying to get attention. From Hollywood, he put it out and said it was Jeffrey Boehm's draft of the no. fourth indie movie. Mm-mm. It was terrible. Oh, it was terrible. And I remember getting a couple of pages into it and going, this is not Jeffrey Bohm's work. This is not it. This doesn't make any sense. This doesn't read like he writes. Um, and It just, you know, and it just wasn't good. But although strangely enough, Indian Marion did have a secret long lost son. So he got that part right. But again, that was kind of an easy one to get. Yeah. I mean, I mean that, that was kind of easy one to figure out.
0: It made sense. Yeah. yeah. You could drop that one in there.
1: Yeah. But um, <clears throat> yeah, just not good. So I don't know. The bone thing. Obviously, it takes a lot to get these guys together. And then with this one, this got pushed back so much Spielberg oh. eventually dropped out. Right. So, you know, pleasing the three headed monster is probably a very difficult thing. Making sure all three of those guys were on the same page, probably not an easy way to get him there and you you were going to have a several year layoff with harrison ford because again in 89 he was done his three picture yeah. commitment was over and he was moving on to other things he also
0: he I tore up the 90s also, <laughs> what's that i said he tore up the 90s yeah he did and, i think he also
1: yeah i mean yeah he's the fugitive at that point he's oh, jack yeah. ryan at that point i mean he's going crazy and and he's throwing some oscar bait in there with the uh, that was the jj regarding henry Oh gosh, yeah. Regarding Henry Oscar, Frantic, Oscar Bait movie, uh, Witness, yeah. Witness he, was eighty, eighty five. Yeah, yeah. And then Mosquito Coast, he got the nomination for coast. Witness. He got nominated for Witness, didn't win. So the next thing he does teams up with Peter Weir, the director from Witness, makes Mosquito Coast, thinking, okay, here's my Oscar Bait part two. Doesn't work out. Mm-mm. I I have a tough. I know a lot of people who really like that movie. I have a real tough time with that movie. It's just I just. I don't relate to it at all.
0: I I only saw it once because I was yeah. just like, nah, it just didn't do it for me. Yeah, and there's, bought, not, there's not there's many Harrison Ford movies I've only seen once.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah, it's one of those. And, and <clears throat> God bless Paul Thoreau who wrote the novel. And I just, yeah, I'm just not into it. And uh, that was one I bought as a, here's a blockbuster term for you. You ready? I bought it as a PVT.
0: Previously viewed.
1: Previously, previously viewed tape. Yeah. Okay. That's what they used to have. Blockbuster oh, yeah. when they would they would sell their pre-rented tape. They're called PVTs. So uh, uh, I bought that one as a previewed and I was just like, oh, okay, I can't, this is not good.
0: <laughs> um. So looking back across, looking, well, we've talked a ton about style of destiny and yeah. a little bit about crystal skull. I mean, <clears throat> I think you would agree. You mentioned before we started talking that Raiders and Indiana Jones, they're kind of like, a cousin they're like the little brother of star wars right i mean oh absolutely like everybody said i'm a star wars fan oh my gosh han solo's in this movie we're gonna go check this out right i mean raiders of the lost ark empire come out in 80 raiders in 81 that was just a given that people were going to jump in and go see that movie and then it blew us all Mm -hmm. away with that um we're using the flip go ahead here's the flip save your question yeah
1: here's the flip my parents, Star Wars comes out in 1977, and I go see it, and I walk out there, I've got to go see this again, and my mom's going, no, you don't go see movies twice, that's just stupid, <laughs> you don't do that, people don't go see movies twice, this is 77, <clears throat> and, and it was uh, July I saw it, and then September I finally got to see it a second time, because my uncle hadn't seen it, my dad hadn't seen it, and they, they were going to go, and they let me come along with them, uh, but before that, you didn't go see a movie twice. 1981 four short years later raiders comes out and a friend of mine go my mom takes a friend of mine and me to the theater and we get done with the movie and we walk out my mom says you know what i'm gonna come back and see this next week and bring your dad now my parents my mom is going uh, to see movies twice after she tells me you're not gonna you know we don't see movies twice interesting. so yeah so i it, lucas and star wars changed the culture <laughs> as far as repeat viewings of
0: movies i think i would agree with you completely and and anyway, um yeah, so, so it's crazy to think about. No, no, no. Um, So then 84 comes along, Temple of Doom. Yes. And I, you know, in the show I did with Mark Newbold, I told him, Temple of Doom was one that in 84, I thought it was okay, but it didn't blow me away. It was different. It wasn't the same kind of feel. But I went back and rewatched that as I was leading up to The Dial of Destiny. And I realized that movie's a lot better oh, than I gave it credit. It's a great for. movie. It's a yeah. great
1: movie. So and it's got everything it. you need out of Indiana Jones. Okay, yeah. there's no Nazis. Big deal. That's okay. He can't have spent an entire career fighting <laughs> Nazis. <laughs> right. I know everybody loves him fighting Nazis, but honestly, <laughs> he, he can't have spent an entire career fighting Nazis. Uh I, I love it. it. It to me it is it is a different serial. It's uh, you know, we did we did this kind of serial. Correct. Correct. Now we're going to do this kind of series. We did the the jungle movie and the desert movie. Now we're going to do this, you know, this temple, you know, the the wicked god religion, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yes, you know, far eastern
0: thing, and I, I love that movie. Things I absolutely has, adore it. Me too. And things that stood out to me that, you know, I've seen it less than I've seen the other movies. Obviously, I've yeah. watched one and three, I don't know, fifty to a hundred times. I don't even know. I just watch them every time I see them, but I always took part in. Temple of Doom, but I never loved it. Like I loved Raiders and Last Crusade. But going back and really saying, I want to watch each movie, see what they're really like, even Crystal Skull, before I go mm-hmm. see Dial Destiny. And I watched that movie and I was like, wow, this anything goes scene is fantastic. Wow. Is the the inner tube yeah. coming out of a plane while silly was fantastic, right? Yes. I I mean, just these things um of just seeing these things the the meal with all the middle eastern men eating the things they were eating is an incredible scene uh so yeah i mean that movie does not get and and you know uh short round fantastic um yes i I think the entire movie is a lot better than people give it credit for
1: it 100 percent is i i actually had this argument a couple years ago (laughs) with a buddy at work who went on the air i didn't know we were going on the air and he went on the air and just started slamming the last, uh, temple of doom. And I went, and I think he thought I was going to join in with him. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I love this movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm not at all going to do, it. what are you talking about? And in fact, we, uh, it was one of the flashback cinema movies, uh, mm-hmm. I guess a year or so ago, maybe, 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 yeah, but maybe a year or so ago. And I went on social media and just like tried to recruit people to come see this movie because I felt like people need to watch it again and give it another chance. One of the great things about growing up when you and I grew up, Joey, is <laughs> that we didn't have to contend with the internet, and the internet <laughs> didn't tell us what to think before we saw something. Not at all. And you know, so when I watched Star Wars holiday special, I did not know it was a terrible thing that was the worst thing that was ever made. I loved it. When I saw Temple of Doom, I didn't know it was dark. Same thing with Empire Strikes Back, everybody oh, everybody's yeah. such a such a dark movie. Didn't Temple of Doom that. is a dark movie. Uh Temple of Doom's funny. I mean, it's and a lot same of with comedy. Empire. A There's a lot of humor in that movie. So to sit there and go, it's such a dark movie. Yes, there are some dark things that happen. But, I mean, you are coming off of a movie where the bad guys alternately melted and exploded. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get much dark than, like, watching your gums fall apart.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're talking uh, about the wrath of God in one movie, and you're talking yeah. about a little temple with some weirdness going on.
1: Yeah. God melted the bad guys. Right. That's not dark. <laughs> that's kind of old testament dark if you ask me
0: 100 percent.
1: so i i've I've always enjoyed that movie i loved i loved it in 84 when it came out the only reason i didn't go see it a lot of times was because 84 was a busy summer with a lot of good stuff coming out i i did not go see it twice but it was really only because it was gone by the time i got back around because it was a couple of weeks later maybe maybe three weeks later but i think two that star trek three was out
0: yep I mean, it's, uh, which, it's some, which was dumb for Paramount, but if we, if we told kids today, how many blockbusters came out side by side next to each other in the early to mid eighties, they, yeah, and even in the nineties, there were some stretches where oh. there were multi blockbusters out at the same time.
1: But you remember 84, you've got Temple of Doom, you've got Star Trek three, you got Gremlins. Oh gosh. And Gremlins, cause, cause <clears throat> you know, Gremlins and Temple of Doom are the one, two punch that led to the PG 13 rating. You know, parents got really upset when the guy's heart gets ripped out in a PG movie. <laughs> and they are going, Oh, we can't do this. How dare you do this? And then Gremlins comes out, in, I think, in June. And, you know, she's putting Gremlins in the microwave. Oh, yeah. She's putting them in the blender. And uh, all of a sudden, parents again go, well, you didn't tell us they're going to be gross. And, of course, they're both Spielberg. Right. And, they, and there was this demand that we've got we've to crack down on the gory, violent content. Now, the interesting thing is this. The original proposal, and I read a big piece on this in Starlog back in the day. The original proposal was to do R13 and R17.
0: So Really? That you had,
1: yeah. So that you had, you know, we'll restrict it to under 13 here. We'll restrict it to 17 under. You know, because regular R is 17 and under. Sure. Um, but the theater owners don't go for that because they're not going to tell somebody oh. they can't go to a movie. Correct. Other than the R, you know. 17 and under okay fine but but 13 and we're not going to tell 12 year olds you can't go to a movie a 13 year old can go to so the it got modified to there's pg and then there's pg 13 where we strongly suggest you don't take 13 year old you know younger than 13 right, year old kids right then. um and that's really uh, that's really kind of how that came about they weren't going to restrict people because they're not going to tell people you know they want no. as few obstacles to selling tickets right. as possible and so all of a sudden you tell parents, you can't take your 13 or your 12 year old to this movie. And it's not going to work out.
0: No, so. agreed. Agreed. Um, So obviously it's a no brainer. We both fell in love with Raiders. Now, yeah. now we know you loved temple of doom. I've warmed yes. up to loving temple of doom last crusade, as you mentioned, mm. not many better movies and put together. And then the <sighs> star power of, Having Sean Connery play a perfect role in that movie, um, and even the yeah. flashback with with uh, River Phoenix. Yeah, I hated fantastic. River Phoenix's haircut.
1: River but Phoenix's still, haircut drove me nuts.
0: But it was still a fantastic flashback. I mean, that oh, was a great scene. sequence. Yeah, um, so that those three movies right there, you look and you go, "Man, that does rank up there with some." It ranks up there like a Star Wars. It ranks up there with mm-hmm. uh, the Lord of the Rings movies, right? I mean, those things are as far trilogy. as a great
1: trilogy goes
0: yeah i mean you yeah. can sit there and go my gosh these are on the mount Rushmore of trilogies right there
1: yeah absolutely and uh last you know the great thing with putting sean Connery in that role obviously is and everybody will point out you know indiana jones was kind of modeled originally if you read if you've read the transcript of the story sessions uh he is a bit of a, of a james bond mm-hmm. inspired character so to bring james bond in to be his dad is kind of it's very oh. on the nose, but it's fun. But also, I think what people don't give Connery credit for was Connery was kind of reestablishing his, um, what would you say, his testosterone back then. And he, he did was him. playing, he was he, doing like the Presidio and yep. stuff. You know, he was doing manly men. Movies. He did a
0: movie with Wesley Snipes mm-hmm. um, and a movie with Michael Caine's wife. I can't remember her name. Um <laughs> You know who
1: Michael Caine's wife is
0: uh black hair she was just in the new Disney National Treasure TV show but now she got blonde hair oh you're uh, not
1: talking about you're not talking about Michael Douglas's wife Michael Douglas damn yeah it. okay Michael that Douglas, was a, that sorry. was entrapment that was entrapment that but then, and all that was after Last Crusade but I was saying though up to he
0: kind of went into a whole thing where he was revitalizing from being well James Bond to this now right yes
1: but yeah he was kind of he was rehabilitating his his thing but he was he was still being his manly man thing where he like I said Presidio was one leading up to it I'm trying to remember another one. Oh, it went in Untouchables oh, where he gosh. wins the Oscar and so he's doing he took off the wig because he'd been wearing the wig for many years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he took off the wig and now he's kind of rebuilding his manly man and then he does this role which is not a manly man role no and pretty uh, scholar so for him to yeah for him to kind of Take a back seat. It didn't really take a back seat because he stole the movie, but for him to kind of sit back and take a a not so leading, not so manly role was kind of a risk for him at that point in his career, and uh, it paid off beautifully. The chemistry between those guys is amazing. Uh, their interplay is just is fantastic. I can't imagine what it would have been like to be on oh. the set of that thing every day because it's one of those movies. It's kind of to me like Cannonball Run. <laughs> I, 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 I know people slag that, but uh, Cannibal Run is, I love watching Cannibal Run. And the reason I love watching Cannibal Run, there, there are certain movies that you watch, and I've got a small list of them, that when you're watching it, it just seems very obvious to you that everybody was having a really good time making the movie. And oh, yeah. that just kind of shows on the screen. It's that, it's Bachelor Party for me.
0: Oh, I love Bachelor Party. Uh, when I watch Bachelor Party,
1: I watch that, and I just feel like everybody in this movie is having a great time. Um, And,
0: and you, that's the you... way I feel in Last Crusade. Do you feel the same way about Smokey and the Bandit?
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I feel uh, like
0: they probably, Jackie Gleason probably had oh, a yeah. hell of a time. Yes, He and Burt Reynolds were probably partying it up between every take. <laughs> I mean, they probably a lot yeah. of alcohol, a lot of cigarettes going. It probably that, was, that Yes, it yeah.
1: probably flowed pretty freely. But yeah, there are those movies that just, <laughs> like, the sense of fun that they seem Animal to have had right. on set. And maybe it's all a lie. Maybe it's all no. a bitter hoax and a sham. But Last Crusade is one of those movies I put up there on that list where I just feel like those guys had a wonderful time making that movie. Um, and and I think it shows. My My first experience with that, I got the score the day before on cassette because mm-hmm. that's the way you bought things back then. <laughs> and um, we didn't have... The first show in Brunswick was at 7 p.m. It opened on a Wednesday in May. Mm. and uh, And they just didn't do... School wasn't out yet. I was out from college because... The semester ended in April at Florida right, State right and uh so I'd been home for a month uh but they didn't do daytime shows during the week because school wasn't out so uh we found a seventy millimeter theater in Savannah and they had an eleven a.m show and we went up there and I think there were four of us in that screening Four? I, four of us yeah at eleven o'clock on a Wednesday in in May in nineteen eighty nine and uh and and the guy that that was there showed up like in costume, like there were it was me and a friend of mine, and then this guy and a friend of his, and that guy showed up in costume and just was like gushing and talking, and you know he was he was he was almost so intensely fan. it almost put me off. He was so, wow. intensely fan. yeah, that's what I'm saying and uh but we had a blast. We had a ball oh, we had a wonderful time. It was so great that we came back and we bought tickets, and we saw it at seven and ten that night,
0: oh man. Because we're great. just like,
1: we got to see this again. I, I don't, there are few experiences of watching a movie that I've had in the theater where I've never looked at my watch, never mm-hmm. taken it, never gone, gosh, my butt's a little numb. I should shift in I see. You know, never gone, Wow, I've really got to go to the bathroom. None of, I mean, I had no thoughts at Last Crusade other than this is what's happening on screen, and I'm totally absorbed in it.
0: You, you know, um, two things talking about Last Crusade. One, the obvious thing of the chemistry was so great. The father-son chemistry was great. And they were 12 years apart. That was fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. The second thing is, and this is just a shout out to you and Mr. Glosson. One of the main reasons I bring you two on here is because I learn more stuff when you're on here. And I just feel the passion that each <laughs> one of you has. When you're talking about seeing this movie, it gets me all just geeked up i'm ready to go man it's like a coach talking to players in the <laughs> locker room and glossin does the same thing to me about some random topic and but that's one of the fun things about having you guys on here is i'm listening to you talk about it and i'm like man that movie was freaking great i'm ready yes, to go it see it now yes you know? it was uh, so yeah that's that's just absolutely great and Venice and is time- one of the places i have not gone to it in italy i need to go check oh, yeah. it out and through the you scene were just, just in italy yeah yeah. And just sit there and go, ah, Venice. But, but anyway. You know, one of the
1: things though, that, that, um, we didn't really address with dial of destiny that I think fits in right here because I did, I got the score and I listened to that score on cassette. Although we listened to it all the way in the cassette deck in the car driving up to Savannah <laughs> and, um, uh, the score to dial of destiny just bangs it. I think that's another it, reason why I was a little sour after that first screening, because I was so hyped up by the, by the score, uh, John Williams at 91 has no right to be
0: as great as he still Mm-mm. is. Newbold Newbold said the same thing. He goes, I was okay with the Crystal Skull soundtrack. It was okay. He yeah. was like, but this one was a banger. He was like, yeah. I put it on. And he goes, I just. So hearing that from you two, that's high praise. Because both of you have said the same thing on the soundtrack.
1: And, and, I, and I like Crystal Skull overall as a movie. I have my complaints about it as well. Um, and rewatching it again this week, it, it really did emphasize for me that I would love to see Spielberg work with the same material, <laughs> for dial of destiny. but, but yeah, the score was kind of weakish and, and look, Williams doesn't hit every single one out no. of the park. Um, but yeah, that dial of destiny score, it was, it's got so many little callbacks, little tiny oh. callbacks. Yes. Oh, by the way, the Nazis are here. Here's the thing we played in Last Crusade when the Nazis were walking in. Oh, you're, there's a chase going on. Here's what we played during the desert chase. Mm. And just enough, and then kind of springboarding into its own thing. Uh, it's just a it's just a great score. It's Do, a fantastic score.
0: Is it just me? Or when you hear Marion's theme, it almost slides over into Leia's theme. Like there's a little tendencies, just a few notes that hit in similar ways When when it just hit me. When I was watching it recently and she came in and I just sat there and I was like, sounded a little bit like Leia's theme. wasn't, but there were a few notes that kind of mimicked each other a little bit.
1: It just I'm just humming it in my head. I, I think the first couple of notes of Marion's themes are a, are a major fifth. And I think the first couple of notes of Leia's theme are a minor fifth. Um, wow. But you know, but I just but think Collins, they sound
0: good. David,
1: <laughs> David Collins would be your guy for all that stuff. You I mean, need really. to reach
0: out to him. He'll answer the your end of the questions. Day,
1: me? No. No. <laughs> He's, you know, we did a My Star Wars story and we did uh, two parts of it. And the second part just was eaten by my computer, unfortunately. Uh. So we've never been able to finish that. But it was, I'll just tell you, what was there was great. But uh, yeah, Collins, Collins is brilliant about that kind of stuff. And uh, he can pick it apart and tell you things that probably John Williams didn't realize he was doing. Um, <laughs> just, you know, great great at analysis and great at history all at the same time. And that's to me, when you can contextualize things within history, uh, that's when you really start to get the resonance of some of this analysis, you know, where you start, it really starts to mean things to you.
0: I think, I think looking at this as a whole with five movies, I mean, obviously I've seen what now 11 star Wars movies. um, And, and I rewatch each and I listen to them each and I pay attention to each of them different ways. Doing the rewatch of Indy was great. I think I'm going to do that more to where I say, hey, you know what? This week I'm going to watch and just go in order, right? And yeah. I, have you ever watched Temple of Doom and then followed it right up with Raiders? Because I've never done that.
1: Oh, like the 35, 36 thing?
0: Well, yeah, because yeah, because of the aging of it. I mean, that's yeah. when you should watch it, but I, I've never done that myself. I don't,
1: and I'll and I'll tell you, there are a couple of things to me that make them... That make it that make that a bad viewing order for me. Okay. Uh I would think are, it would have
0: to be. It would have to be. It would be you well, feel out of sync because so much is brought into the Raiders movie. So
1: well, first first off, with Raiders, he's very, very clear on the fact that he does not believe in superstition. I mean, you know, his superstition yeah. is having his gun with him. And he says, you know, <laughs> what a cautious fellow he is. He's got the gun. Um he doesn't believe in in the, the mysticism and all of that and clearly he just got he says at the end of temple of doom yes i understand its power now how do you understand its power and then a year later you forgot its power so that's yeah. kind of a eh. but the other thing is that uh like the the gun gag Like the great cairo swordsman yep. gun gag yep. right which well, didn't work in yes well but then so in temple of doom there's now a takeoff on that yes that does not have any context if you didn't see raiders yes, yes so i feel like raiders is is really very much a setup for the movie that takes place a year earlier you know when they open with anything goes it's kind of like hey you remember what happened last time well anything goes in this one love it uh, so yeah there's just, there's a lot in temple of doom. i still i feel like yes the years are are jumbled about but i still think your your best viewing order is raiders temple of doom
0: okay I I'm I'm going to keep doing that. I think you're right. I think it would feel awkward well, and out of place to watch it the other way. Yeah. Now, so. I
1: think you could skip Temple of Doom and do Raiders into Last Crusade and be fine. And and again, not that I'm encouraging sure. skipping Temple of Doom. Sure. I love no. Temple of Doom. But if you're just kind of looking for a continuous viewing experience that's interesting, I think you no, could no, do no. that because they they mirror each other so, in so many different ways.
0: But and they're 2 years apart in chronological yeah. order. So, yeah. Um, but no, I, look, we talked, we've talked a ton about Indiana Jones even though we started off with Christmas in July. Um, but, (laughs) but I, I mean, I, I do feel like, I mean, let's just face it. There we go. And the hat's back. And you know what? I will tell you this. my wife and I are planning one thing we did not hit while we were in Rome is there's a 200 year old hat shop right next to the Vatican and they take you, they measure your head. They get a feel of how things sit on your head and they make you a hat while you're in there, but they make hats just like that. Um, I have a feeling that it wasn't open. It was closed. A lot of things close on Mondays. Very weird. Um, th- it was closed on a Monday when we were at the Vatican. So I didn't get a chance to go in there, but next time I'm doing the hat and I'm going to do a very similar to Indiana Jones hat, get it handmade right there in Italy because that hat come on as we get older we're going to look we're going to look uh, you know very suave with having a hat like that yes. on as we're walking you know around. what
1: we should do that when we all become really old guys yeah we should we should make hats a thing again why not do it now
0: scott we're we're right in now? our 50s
1: all right well you know I, I, just don't I feel like i'm in my 50s at this point but i guess i am so
0: i don't feel like it either even though i have a grandson and two grandchildren on the way so <laughs> i guess i'm kind of in my 50s um how old is how old is is mr Glosson? he's 40 Glosson is seven years younger than we
1: are yeah okay so he's 45 no he's 46 i'm sorry he's born in 77 he's 46
0: alfie is 46 Mm -hmm. okay you know we have our our friendly host uh, d-doc who does some of the shows for us oh yeah um how old is your son G is 20, he'll be 26
1: this year. No, yeah, August 18th, 1997, he'll be 26 this year. So he's
0: the same age as my middle daughter, Joey, my son, turns 30 next month, Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. and D-Doc is 32. So we have talks and discussions, and I'm 52, D-Doc is 32, and it's just like, oh, gosh, this is... That's just crazy to think about
1: multi-generational. Yeah. They're not supposed to be your buddies. You're supposed to be like guiding them. You're supposed to be mentoring these people.
0: Yeah. All we're doing is teaching them how to buy things. That's all. (laughs) Um, He now has a whole Lego and black series collection. Um, Anything is we talked that stuff to death, anything going on with you personally, star Wars related, anything like that, but you want to hit on before we head out.
1: Um, you know, I, I'm still in the process of bringing things back home, which has been a wonderful process of discovery. The process of having to go through every single item in my storage unit has been amazing. I've been trying to take as many photos as I can.
0: It's, it's a fun Twitter follow. It really I, is. But
1: yeah. I've been putting it out on Twitter as much as possible. And then when I got knee deep in the Indiana Jones stuff with the movie coming out, I was like, <laughs> all right, putting all that stuff out there, too. But I've been bringing things home. I brought most of my die casts back home of my Star Wars stuff. Your comics? Uh, I brought, I, this week, I brought all of my comics home. Uh, I had uh, 22 long boxes in the storage unit. And yeah, when we bought this house in 2008, one of the things my wife said was, hey, the house is gonna, because this house is twice as big as our first house. Um, I bet. And she went, oh, you know, we buy the new house. So you'll have room to bring your comics back into the house. And of course, 15 years later, I'm finally able to get my comics in the house. Uh, so that's been fun. Uh, and And I forgot, I was going through, my Marvel Star Wars stuff, which I love, as you know, mm-hmm. I forgot some of the stuff I had. I forgot a couple of the books i I for some reason thought I had two copies of Star Wars number one, the original oh man, I have four. I don't remember having four. you can just four. Send,
0: send me your most banged up one.
1: I'll take it yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, there I was that was kind of shocking
0: when going through going, I got this many really that's... wow, okay. good for you that yeah. that's fantastic i it's been fun. I'm I'm in a shifting period. Um with with the kids all moving out. Yes, mm-hmm. I have my office, which is the studio. Um but I'm I'm in a shifting period because it's travel's becoming very important, my wife and I, and mm-hmm. and having grandkids is now coming into play quite a bit. So we're looking at how how much of this do I really just keep and hope that Joey wants to take it from me or his son or (laughs) one of my grandkids? Because my wife the other day said, she goes, okay, you've got, you'll have three grandkids by next summer. Right? So Mm -hmm. how many of them do you think are going to come in your office and hang with you and play with star Wars guys? And it's a very valid question because in today's world, that's not really the norm for kids to do. And so uh, while I tell her, I'm saving all this for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Am I really? <laughs> or, no, well, uh, I mean, because but, while I want it to be, I'm but it afraid does, it's not going it to It does be. happen. It does happen. Uh, you know, when when
1: Garrison was little, I would say the same thing. I'm saving this for Garrison one day. And and my wife would go, he's not showing any interest in all this stuff. But now as a 25, 26-year-old, he's very into all of this stuff. Okay. Uh, and it's funny because he'll, he will, stuff will come in on, on the mailbox and i'll pull it down what is this ebay purchase and he'll open it up and i'll go why did you buy that he goes well i needed it for my collection i go but i've got this and one day (laughs) it's you you're gonna have it (laughs) It just just be patient it will because i'll keel over (laughs) sooner rather than later and you'll get that you don't have to buy it Uh, off of ebay it's sitting there you know it was in storage now it may be a little more realistic because it's just down the hall from him and i can say hey that thing that you were talking about here it is And maybe that'll be a little better for him, but he's actually, he's into a lot of the same stuff now. Uh, And, you know, a lot of times it just, it takes time for it to catch on with them. But once they catch on, they're gung-ho. They're gung-ho. Well, I will cross my fingers. Also, here's the, here's the other thing though. Yes. Toys are not in vogue with little kids anymore, but star Wars will always be a great thing for kids and kids will find it. Even if it goes away for a little bit, it will come back. We've proven that we have, we did an epic, you and I did an episode did. about how people always underestimate star Wars. It always comes back. It always, always, always exceeds expectations. And uh, I, I think that maybe you should point out to Mrs. Marinera, And that is that it's going to exceed your expectation. Whatever little thing you
0: think it won't be, it mm-hmm. will,
1: it will, it will make it.
0: Well, I am I'm, I'm going to hope that through and through and now I'm going to go and pull up the Kiss concert tour sites because Oof. I'm I'm going to go see if it makes sense for Alfie and I to go see them here this fall because I've never seen them in concert. And then when the you life. see the ticket prices,
1: you're going to go, "Oh, never mind." <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch somebody's YouTube video
0: of it. <laughs> you got it. Well, man, hey, I I always appreciate you taking the time and I think um you know, we just have fun conversations and the great oh, thing yeah. about it is we go into it with, Hey, here's a few things we can talk about. Let's just see where it goes. And, yeah. um, you know, I didn't have that. We talk Howard, the duck on, uh, on a bingo card anywhere today. So that's cool that that, that got brought up. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's always a blast. And, and I, uh, I hope we can just keep doing this from time to time and, and uh, when we get it planned out, especially not on the nights you can't do it, get you on the regular show yeah, with everybody. Yeah, a
1: couple of nights, yeah, where yeah, I can't yeah. really do.
0: And if Glosson ever gets his computer working again, we'll. Uh, we'll... So
1: I'm so mad at him. <laughs> I love that man. I genuinely love that human being.
0: He's and, a great guy. Uh,
1: and I didn't know you were going to dive bomb me with him today.
0: I I wasn't been great. I, I wasn't until lunchtime, and I was sitting there and I go, you know, I haven't talked to Stephen forever. And, uh, the fun thing about Steve is he goes, you know, man, you can reach out to me about other stuff besides just podcasts. We can just hang and talk. And I'm like, I don't want to bug you. You're always, you're busy. You're popular. You, you have tons of people that want to talk to Mr. Glosson, you know? So,
1: well, see, he uh, always tells me not to call him. See, that's, that's a privilege you got there. Cause he always tells me, I don't really like talking on the phone. So don't call me. So. <laughs>
0: mine's probably on mine's probably better on, he's probably means text you know you can always reach oh, sure. out sure so. sure yeah you're uh, making
1: excuses now hey real
0: quick yeah
1: Fill for me for two seconds i'm going to show you something so you said sure we, not only were we going to talk about howard the duck today you didn't know that but watch no. this
0: okay so as we sit here and wait for mr rifen to go through his plethora of items in his room there we go he's bringing up howard the duck is that the book? Is that the novel? It's the
1: novelization of the fact, you know, I, one of my other little passions is uh, movie novelizations. Wow. And that's Howard the Duck. And I bought that when the movie came out. In fact, I walked uh, out of the theater and we went over to the bookstore and I bought it that day, I think. Wow. Uh, in August of 86, Howard the Duck by Ellis Weiner, which is a name you want to have.
0: No. Thank you, Ellis <laughs> Wiener. Um, again, on the bingo card, we did not have an Ellis Wiener right. discussion no. point. so that's correct. Well, there we go, folks. If you want to find a movie novelization or any ephemera of Star Wars-related items or any of the Jones, you know the guy to go to, Scott Ripon. So, correct. God, thank you so much. It's been a blast. I've laughed and just sat back and let you entertain me. Um <laughs> and we'll we'll do this again real soon. I appreciate it, man. I hope to. You got it. Hey guys, until next week. Even though we didn't really talk that much Star Wars, may the force be with you.